We have the latest batch of New York Ranger trade targets. We're going to kick off today's episode by talking about one of our old friends, Tyler Ma. Also going to take a look at a couple of other depth forwards who could make some sense for the New York Rangers as we approach the trade deadline. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 772 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And as I mentioned just a second ago, we're going to point the uh, trade deadline spotlight at a couple of uh, different depth forwards here that I think could make some sense for the New York Rangers. I guess never say never, you know, as far as the Rangers potentially going out there and looking for, you know, a big time player, somebody of the ilk of a Vladimir Tarasenko, maybe not quite that impressive of a player, but, you know, a big time uh, forward who you think can help with some scoring. But I think the most likely thing that's going to happen here as we approach the trade deadline is the Rangers are going to focus their efforts on adding probably a depth forward, somebody that can uh, round out the bottom six, probably the fourth line, more likely than the third line. Uh, but there's a couple different players that I want to talk about today that I think could make some sense for the Rangers, and we'll just kind of debate that uh, in today's episode. But those three players that we're going to cover today are Tyler Mott, Nick Ritchie, and Max Domi. And let's go ahead and kick things off with Tyler Mott. 27-year-old left winger and right winger. Uh, Ma obviously was part of the New York Rangers last season. They acquired him at the zero hour. Uh, But for his career, seven seasons with the Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Canucks, Rangers, and Senators, has skated in 306 games, 38 goals, 33 assists, 71 points. He's a minus 21, average 1301 of ice time, uh, 269 block shots, and 738 hits, and also uh, in 32 playoff games, six goal and one assist. So obviously, you're talking about Tyler Mott here. The thing that really kind of springs to mind is that there's some familiarity here. Obviously, the Rangers traded for him at the zero hour last year, and it's funny because, uh, you know, we're getting toward the trade deadline last year, and everybody's on pins and needles, uh, not just Ranger fans, but fans of any hockey team, and I'm getting all excited because, you know, the Rangers are closing in on Andrew Kopp, and then they're probably going to get Kopp, and then it happens, and okay, we got our guy. I was really excited about that move that the Rangers made uh, last year, acquiring Andrew Kopp, and then, uh, like, literally, with like a minute or two before the trade deadline, I also see, like, oh, by the way, they also got Tyler Ma, and I thought, you know, that's cool. That that's a nice little uh, bonus at, at the very end here and somebody that can round out uh, your your bottom six. And man, Vancouver Canucks fans, like in the comment section on YouTube, even a couple DMs on Twitter, everybody was going nuts about, you know, Tyler Mock because that's where the Rangers had acquired him from and saying, man, you're going to love this guy. And it didn't take too long for, I think, all of us to realize why they were saying that. I mean, this guy just... He plays like just a complete buzzsaw out there. He knows exactly who he is as a player. He's not going to put up gaudy offensive numbers, but he's going to give it everything he's got, every single shift. Uh, Somebody that I think would really give the fourth line of the Rangers a heck of an upgrade uh, down the stretch here and uh, hopefully into the playoffs as well. And I don't know this for sure, but I just get the feeling that most of Tyler Mott's teammates on the New York Rangers would welcome him back with open arms. I mean, why not? You know, he was here for, uh, you know, obviously a a really nice uh, playoff run last season. He had to miss some time at the end of the regular season due to injury and and miss, uh, you know, the first five games of the Penguin series as well. But it's interesting because the Rangers had a chance to re-sign Mott 
uh, you know, this offseason, he was obviously on an expiring contract. And I figured that Mott would probably get like, you know, maybe like a two-year deal worth somewhere around like $1.5 million, $1.75 million, somewhere in there. And instead, he remains an unrestricted free agent for a really long time, then signs with Ottawa for just one year and $1.35 million. So, you know, maybe... You know, Ma and his his camp, they were hoping for a return to the Rangers, or maybe they were just kind of slow playing the market a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but it feels like it might have ended up costing him money, and it got to the point where, you know, the game of musical chairs was over and free agency, and he had to just take whatever he could get. Uh, Ma deserved better, though, than just one year and $1.35 million, in my very humble opinion. Um, but, you know, in retrospect, you could make the case that the Rangers allowing Tyler Mott to walk this offseason and free agency was a mistake for this team. Uh, you know, the fourth line, it, it's been, you know, up and down, and there's been times where it's just kind of a revolving door on the fourth line. You know, Gautier was hot at the start of the season. He kind of fell off. Uh, we thought Carpenter was going to be the fourth line center. He gets placed on waivers, sent to the minors. He hasn't been back. Uh, Brodzinski was up for a little while. He's gone. Lecision hasn't really done a whole lot. So a lot of moving pieces. Obviously, Ryan Reeves, Dryden Hunt. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's just, it's crazy how many different players on the Rangers uh, have appeared on the fourth line this season. Some of them aren't even with the team anymore. And you know, look, I, I get that, you know, Ma at $1.35 million, it doesn't sound like a lot. I, I guess you could argue that, you know, the Rangers' salary cap was tight. But, you know, you look at some of the things that have happened this year. Reeves was traded for a fifth-round pick. Um, Dryan Hunt was placed on waivers, claimed by the Avalanche. Uh, what else? A couple other things. Um, you know, obviously, Sammy Blay, he was included in the Vladimir Tarasenko trade, and he's gone. So, I mean, that's three players right there off the top of my head, no longer with the New York Rangers. And had the Rangers tried to move one of those players in a trade in the offseason, then there probably would have been room uh, for Tyler Mott. But the good news is, and and this is especially good news for Ranger fans that are big fans of Tyler Mott, the Rangers have a chance to essentially right this wrong here and possibly acquire him uh, from the Ottawa Senators between now and the trade deadline. And uh, like I said, I think most of his teammates and most of us fans would welcome him back with open arms. One thing to keep in mind here, though, is that, you know, the Rangers obviously traded for Tyler Mott at the deadline last season, right? So, I think that would probably imply that the Senators are well aware of the fact that, you know, the Rangers obviously like Tyler Mott and they covet him to some degree. So it's possible that, you know, them with that knowledge, the Senators with that knowledge, they might, you know, kind of ratchet up the, at the asking price for somebody like Tyler Mott. It's possible. Um, but... You know, if the Rangers have to give up like a fourth rounder for him like they did last year, I'm totally cool with that. That's all it took for the Rangers to pry him away from the Canucks at the deadline. Um, or, you know, if it's a third round pick, I might even be willing to go that high as well. I don't want to get cheap here and oh, we'll do a fourth round pick, but not a third round pick when this team has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And they clearly believe that they have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. You don't make a move. You don't trade for Vladimir Tarasenko uh, unless you truly believe that. And you know, I thought Drury did a great job getting Tarasenko for you know not too much as far as what went in the other direction. Obviously, the first round pick is something, but um, yeah, I mean, it, to me, don't get cheap here. You know, if you if you can get him for a third rounder, but not a fourth rounder, then go ahead and give them the third rounder. I mean, look, it, it's I know every draft pick counts. But the Rangers are pretty much set right now when you look at their NHL roster. A lot of their big-time players are signed for a long time. Uh, I think you can probably part with a third-round draft pick and, and be okay for it. I don't think it's going to, like, cripple the franchise or anything like that. Uh, as far as Tyler Mott, though, you know, to kind of keep the attention on him here, um, you know, obviously scoring isn't really his MO. His big thing is, you know, playing a gritty brand of hockey, uh, plays, plays physical despite not being the biggest guy out there, pressures the puck, kills penalties. He's just a total pest. I think that... Uh, Seeing 
Um, Mott on the same line as, say, Jimmy Vesey could be a lot of fun. The two of them play a fairly similar style. And, uh, you know, I don't know what would happen, you know, if they brought in Tyler Mott. Probably Mott goes right to the fourth line. VZ right now, though, has been kind of clicking with Trocek and Panarin, so uh, he might be on the second line for the foreseeable future. We shall see. But, you know, it's hard not to notice the impact that Tyler Mott made uh, on the Rangers last year when he made his return to them in the playoffs. Because, as I mentioned, uh, he got injured nine games into his Ranger tenure. Questionable hit. It happened on April 7th last year. And, uh, you know, the fans had already loved him by that point. You know, Tyler Mott had won over Ranger fans uh, in a big way, in a heck of a hurry. And he got taken out on, once again, a very questionable hit in a game against the Penguins, the last regular season game that the Rangers played against the Penguins. And he came back, did Tyler Mott, for uh, Game 6 of the uh, first-round series against the Penguins, Game 7. He was with the Rangers the rest of the way. Uh, but he played very well in Game 6 and 7 uh, against the Penguins. You know, that Crosby-Gensel-Russ line was absolutely killing the Rangers early in that series. And I really think Tyler Mott helped uh, slow them down a little bit. And, of course, he does some great work on the penalty kill as well. Um, and as far as where he would fit, I mean, like I said, I already kind of mentioned this. I, I think you're probably looking at a situation where, you know, if they were to acquire Tyler Mott, that probably squeezes LeCision out of the lineup. And you're probably looking at a fourth line left to right of Tyler Mott, Barclay Goodrow, Julian Gauthier, which, you know, that's probably, you could argue, the best fourth line that the Rangers will have rolled out uh, the entire season. So uh, that could be a lot of fun. And uh, as far as the cost, like I said, fourth rounder, hopefully that's all it would take, but I'd be willing to go as high as a third rounder uh, to get Tyler Mott, bring him back in here as a rental, and, uh, you know, hopefully march into the Stanley Cup playoffs with Tyler Mott, giving the fourth line uh, a big boost. And by the way, if the Rangers do acquire Tyler Mott, I'm not going to say he's strictly a rental. It's not going to cost an arm and a leg to re-sign him. I realize, look, every dollar is precious for the Rangers right now. You can't re-sign Tyler Mott if it means you have to lose, like, Keandre Miller or something like that, so I get that. But he seemed to enjoy his time here last season, and if he's back here again, I think the Rangers owe it to themselves to, you know, at least consider the option of going down that road and uh, giving Tyler Mott an extension. And we're going to keep everything rolling on Locked On New York Rangers in just a second. I want to talk about Nick Ritchie, also Max Domi. Uh, but first, just got to let everybody know, Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank us later. All right, so we just want to go ahead and thank everybody for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we keep everything rolling here and uh, going to turn our attention to our next trade target here, uh, looking once again for a uh, depth forward, a bottom six type of guy, somebody that would probably be on the fourth line, can maybe play some third line in a pinch. But uh, we're next going to point the spotlight here at Nick Ritchie, 27-year-old uh, left winger with the Arizona Coyotes. He is a 
pending unrestricted free agent. And in fact, so too are, are everybody that I'm talking about here. Domi's a pending UFA, Mott's a pending UFA, and Nick Ritchie here is a pending UFA. But Ritchie has spent eight years in the league uh, with the Ducks, Bruins, Leafs, and now the Coyotes. 459 games, 80 goals, 101 assists, 181 points. He's a minus 22, average 13 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time for his career, 173 block shots, 1,189 hits, so well over two hits per game uh, for Nick Ritchie. He's also appeared in 38 playoff games, six goals and three assists there. And as far as Nick Ritchie potentially being a fit for this Ranger team, I can put aside my own personal feelings uh, for Nick Ritchie. Some of you guys, you know, longtime uh, listeners of this show might remember that I was less than fond of Nick Ritchie when he was a member of the Boston Bruins. I got tired of him, you know, kind of accidentally on purpose making contact with all of our goalies. You know, he hit Igor in the head once or twice. And there was one time, I think it was Georgiev who was in net. But, you know, Ritchie's in the crease, which is fine. I mean, that's fair game. He's allowed to be in the crease and you know, try to get a dirty goal. But all of a sudden, you know, he just suddenly, you know, Georgiev was kind of hunched over and I, I think trying to cover the puck. And all of a sudden, Nick Ritchie just kind of forgot how to skate and just fell over on top of Alex Georgiev and landed on the back of his head. So I really didn't like that. Uh, I'm not a fan of, of that kind of play. But what I am a fan of is the fact that this guy uh, brings a ton of size and toughness and physicality to whatever team he plays for. And if the Rangers trade for him, I think he'd be a great fit there on the fourth line. Uh, right now, he is listed as the third line left winger for the Arizona Coyotes. And as I just mentioned, I see him more as a fourth liner. I think he could probably play third line in a pinch. Although the way the Rangers are set up right now, you've got the kid line together as a third line. And if you break up the kid line, I mean, nobody's going to drop down to the fourth line out of that group, you have to think. So... Um, you know, considering the fact that, you know, the, the kid line is probably going to remain intact, there's no real room for uh, Nick Ritchie anywhere other than the fourth line. But I'm completely fine with that. And as I mentioned, just a big physical player, six foot two, 234 pounds, just basically a wrecking ball. Uh, we know how physical the playoffs can be, and it certainly cannot hurt to add somebody of his ilk. It is worth pointing out, though, that uh, Nick Ritchie is a former first-round draft pick and hasn't quite lived up to that billing. Uh, you know, I, I think the MO on him, you know, coming into the draft was, you know, big-time combination of skill and toughness, and the toughness has been on display. You know, the skill, he, he can chip in offensively from time to time. I don't think he's become the offensive juggernaut that, you know, various teams that have had him uh, have wished that he would become, but be that as it may, you know, he's still a valuable player in this league, and like I said, somebody that I think could be ideal as, as far as a candidate to round out the bottom six, you know, the fourth line on the Rangers, or, or really any team in this league, and uh, something else, you know, I, I kind of alluded to this just a second ago, he can be a real menace in front of the net, you know, most of his goals seem to be of the dirty variety, you know, he gets in there, he, he's tough to move out of the crease if he doesn't want to be moved, that's kind of a side effect when you're six foot two and uh, 234 pounds, but you know, as far as where he would fit with the Rangers, I, I think it's kind of the same deal as Tyler Mott. You know, I think for sure you'd be looking at a situation where Richie would be on the fourth line and uh, probably the left wing spot. You could go Richie on the fourth line left wing, uh, Gaudreau at center, and then once again, Gautier on the right wing. And, you know, again, I'll, I'll say the same thing here that I said for, for Tyler Mott just a second ago. If that's the Ranger fourth line down the stretch and into the playoffs, then that's probably the best fourth line that they've had all season. And I realize I haven't really mentioned Vitaly Kravtsov here. I still get the feeling that uh, he could end up getting traded. It seems like he's kind of out of the picture for the time being. Now, look, I might say that, and he might end up playing for the Rangers in the game against the uh, the Oilers a little bit later tonight. Um, we will see. But, yeah, I just don't see uh, Kravtsov really being uh, in the mix come playoff time. Uh, one other thing I want to mention here is that Richie, you know, has some experience playing uh, on the power play. 
I don't see that happening as a member of the New York Rangers. Um, I, I guess it's at least possible on the second unit. You know, I, I am intrigued by the idea of him as kind of a net front presence on the power play. You know, big body guy, get in there, clean up some loose change, get some dirty goals, uh, screen the goalie, do whatever you got to do. But the way the Rangers are set up right now, you know, there's so many guys who uh, are more than capable of playing on the power play. And I just feel like all the all the spots are really kind of spoken for. So I get the feeling uh, we would not see Nick Ritchie on the Ranger power play uh, if they were to deal for him. Never say never. And of course, all it takes is, you know, one injury, knock on wood. But all it takes is one injury to maybe shuffle the deck a little bit. Maybe he gets a chance to play on the power play at some point. But I, I don't see him in that role uh, for the Rangers. The Coyotes, uh, believe it or not, not quite as good of a team as the Rangers. So I think that's part of the reason why you see him play on the man advantage uh, in Arizona. Richie was sent to the Coyotes along with a third-round pick in 2023 or a second-round pick in 2025 in exchange for Ryan Dezingle and Ilya Lubushkin. Um, so the the Leafs, what happened, they initially actually, when they brought in Nick Richie, had him on a line with Austin Matthews and essentially, and I'm just going by reports, you know, I, I didn't watch a ton of Leafs games, but um, he basically just could not keep up with the speed of play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, they obviously play very fast-paced style, and he just wasn't a fit there. And it sounds like he's done a better job now with the Coyotes, um, you know, obviously scoring uh, some dirty goals and not having to keep up with, uh, you know, some barn burners like Austin Matthews and uh, players like that. But, you know, for the Coyotes uh, last year, 10 goals, 4 assists in 24 games. Uh, this year, not quite on that pace. He's played 52 games, 9 goals and 12 assists. But nevertheless, that's all you're really looking for. I mean, that, that's just fine for a fourth-line player. And, um, you know, if, if the Rangers want to bring him in for that role, I'm totally good with it. And I think it's probably a situation where uh, he would be on his way as an unrestricted free agent once the season ends. Um, I, I don't think the Rangers would re-sign him, and he would be strictly a rental. But uh, we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. got one more player to talk about today. That would be Max Domi. I actually talked a little bit about Max Domi last season because we knew he was going to get traded. He was on the Blue Jackets. They were going nowhere, and he was going to get dealt to a contender. Ended up being the Carolina Hurricanes. But we're going to talk about Domi in just a second. All right, so Max Domi, 27 years old, uh, plays some left wing, plays some center, 554 games in his career, 115 goals, 235 assists. So he's got uh, 350 points in 554 games. He's a minus 18 for his career, 160 block shots, 248 hits. Uh, this season, his first with the Chicago Blackhawks, signed a one-year contract worth $3 million with Chicago, but he's played in 53 games there, 14 goals, 22 assists, so 36 points in 53 games. He's a minus 14. He's averaging a career-high 18 minutes and 17 seconds of ice time, uh, 15 block shots, 13 hits. And honestly, when you consider just how bad the Chicago Blackhawks have been this season, those are pretty solid numbers. And I suppose, you know, the fact that he's having a good season, there's two ways to look at it, right? One is that it's very impressive because he's doing that while playing on a terrible team. The other is that, well, they're so bad that, you know, he, he gets more of a role there. He's getting more ice time than he's ever gotten in his career, and he's actually playing on the top line uh, with the Blackhawks. So the, it's kind of a little bit of a catch-22, but nevertheless, I'll, I'll go with the former there, that it's impressive that he's putting up uh, respectable numbers on a team that, frankly, has just got awful this season. So as far as Domi, you know, it feels like he's on the trade block pretty much every season. Uh, once again, we did talk about him last year when he ultimately got sent to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We thought he might have been a fit with the Rangers at that time. Uh, he actually had a little bit of a dust-up with uh, Ryan Lindgren in the playoffs last year. So it was game three. The Rangers were about to win. You know, the clock was running out, and they had a, at least a two-goal lead. It wasn't a situation where the game was on the line. And uh, 
you know, the, the final horn sounds and Domi, for some reason, he's kind of close to Ryan Lindgren and he just goes toward him and, and gives him a cross check. And uh, Lindgren said, we're not doing this halfway, man. You know, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight. So Lindgren threw down the gloves and they started punching and fell down to the ice. Um, and I said at the time, you know, that, that might have been a mistake by the Canes. You had Tony D'Angelo was yelling at Gerard Gallant. I'm thinking like, man, you know, you guys are up two to one and all you're doing is lighting a fire under the Rangers at this point. Uh, and then in the next game, uh, Jacob Truba almost took off Max Domi's head. Uh, there was a situation where Domi was along the boards, the neutral zone, and I think he was like just kind of dumping the puck into, you know, the, the Ranger zone. And Truba just, I mean, he lined him up and he looked like he was just going to absolutely annihilate him. Domi, it was weird. He kind of like went into a slide, I guess, to avoid the hit. But in so doing, I mean, he almost got clocked right in the head by Truba. And had that happened, it wouldn't have been Truba's fault because, I mean, he can't expect Domi to go into this weird slide at just a, a random you know point in the game there. So um, just kind of some memories there from Max Domi uh, playing up against the New York Rangers last year. But, you know, I don't think there'd be any ill will. I mean, to me, these hockey players understand playoffs are intense. Uh, it's water under the bridge. I don't think Lindgren or uh, Truba would have any issues with Domi if he was a member of their team. And, you know, even though he... he you know, did that thing last year where he kind of attacked Lindgren after game three. Uh, by that same token, you know, you want somebody that plays with some energy and some intensity in the playoffs. And I think Domi uh, fits that bill as well. Something else I want to talk about, and I can actually remember talking about this last season when we were discussing Domi and the possibility of the Rangers trading for him, had kind of a weird career trajectory so far. I mean, to begin with, he's still only 27 years old, and it feels like he's been in the league forever. Um, that's kind of a side effect, I guess, when you debut at the age of 20. But um, so back in 2018, 2019, he's 23 years old. He's playing in his first season with the Montreal Canadiens. Domi has 72 points in 82 games in that season, but he's never really come all that close to replicating those numbers before or after. Uh, his next highest point total is 52 points in 81 games as a rookie with the Coyotes. And since then, I mean, he's kind of settled in, you know, like 23, 24 points per season. Nothing eye-popping, but again, we're... If the Rangers acquire Max Domi, we're looking at it as, okay, he's going to play on our fourth line. He'll add, you know, a little bit of a scoring threat to the fourth line, which I think the Ranger fourth line could probably use. Um, but he's just kind of there to round out the lineup and uh, help the Rangers win games. And and hopefully he could do that if, if he was to be uh, the choice for the Rangers. Just somebody that lengthens the lineup a little bit, obviously has experience in this league, has some playoff experience as well. As far as where he would fit in, uh, I, I touched on this briefly just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, it really is crazy, though, to think that he's on the top line with the Chicago Blackhawks, and whether it's the Rangers that acquires Domi or another team around the league that acquires Domi, you know, he's probably going to drop from the top line quite possibly down to the fourth line wherever he goes. So that's uh, quite the drop off there. Um, but, you know, again, you, you figure the kid line stays intact, and then uh, if that's the third line, then you have to know that five out of the six players in the Ranger top six in no particular order, would be Kreider, Mika, Panarin, Trocek, and Tarasenko. So uh, does Domi maybe get a chance with the second line? I would think probably not because VZ's played well there. And on top of that, Domi, you know, at least going by a couple different websites that I've been on, doesn't really play right wing. He plays either left wing or center. And the only open spot in the top six would be uh, right wing, second line. So I just don't see the Rangers doing that. I mean, I don't think they'd put him in the top six anyway, but to put him at the one position where he doesn't really play, yeah, I, th I think we're looking at a situation where uh, Domi plays on the fourth line with the Rangers. But again, it's kind of the same deal with Mott and Richie. I, I think if Max Domi's the guy and the Rangers were to acquire him, you're probably looking at a situation where uh, Jake LeCision is the odd man out and you go from left to right, Domi, 
Goudreau, and Gauthier. And that's your fourth line. And again, I think that would probably be uh, the best Ranger fourth line that uh, we've seen all season. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention here, because I, I talked about just briefly how you know Domi has some playoff experience. He came up clutch for the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round last year against the Boston Bruins in Game 7. Uh, the Canes won that game by a final score of 3-2. to Domi scored two of the goals, had an assist on the other goal. So uh, it, just one game, but hey, it's a game seven, everything on the line. Uh, the Canes were heavy favorites against the Bruins last year. Obviously, the Bruins are, are quite a bit better this season. Um, but nevertheless, a very impressive clutch performance uh, for Max Domi in that game when everything was on the line. As far as what it would take to get Domi, I mean... Third round draft pick, maybe, you know, somewhere in there. I don't think he'd be significantly more expensive or less expensive than either Mott or Richie. Um, and again, if, if there's a situation where, you know, one of these guys can be had for a third rounder, I'm probably going to do it. Tyler Mott's at the top of my list right now as far as, you know, depth forwards that the Rangers could trade for. Um, but, you know, Nick Ritchie, I'd certainly give him some consideration as well. And and then Domi. And probably in that order. I think I would go at least as far as these three players that we're talking about today. For my preference, my, my favorite to my least favorite, I think I would go Mott. Richie Domi. Um, but, you know, you, you could make a case for any of these guys, and I, I think any of them would uh, give the Rangers a little bit more depth, and, and that's what they're looking for. Um, but, yeah, uh, that'll pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.